This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, and I'm joined by a, I, I think a group of podcasters should be called a Peloton of podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good that's good i love it you know what i approve <laughs> you know like a peloton we are connected to a network right now and some of us are on the road so no. uh, what? uh we are a giant crowd today because this topic attracted everyone um I'm going to zip through the intros. Um, I am joined by David Theobald III and Chrissy Smurf, Erica. Hello, nurse. Hi. And Erica is driving, so she's going to be on and off and bad reception and sometimes the sounds of car crashes and fire engines. and We're professionals, like we swear. Yes. Um, Only when necessary. We are also joined by Big Daddy Uncle Melty. Hi, everyone. Um, who? Oh, I have is... to interrupt you, Brian. I have to interrupt you. Uh, Milton, that background is amazing. And people mm-hmm. on our Patreon at slash nerd podcast radio can see it. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Milton is um, recording through the Wi Fi at a Burger King drive through. <laughs> Because he was really into the Dresden Files theme. <laughs> and way out from the five-ish fangirls land, Holly Mac is with us again. Hello. And um, we are joined by um, Michael J., but wearing two gloves. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, nerd world. Uh, I, I don't even know why I'm wearing these gloves, but cool. <laughs> well, you're supposed not supposed to wear them on the same hand. Oh, I, I'm going to. But they're calling. made for the same hand. Because of this episode, we're going to be talking about Jim Butcher's fabulous Dresden Files. Um, we, um, I'm going to be calling you Michael J. Carpenter. That is your nickname. Ooh. From now Ooh. on, regardless of take what topic it. you're joining us on, I will take it. Um, and if this podcast crashes into the sun, we have lost 
almost all our patrons. <laughs> uh, look, so, as long as the bugs don't send a meteor at us, we should be okay. So you mean the interdimensional portal doesn't have crash protection? <laughs> uh, no, but uh, we we did get insurance last week, so well, oh, good, good. <laughs> I think Brian tried to install some crash protection into it, but uh, he has to reboot it in order to get it to work, and he can't get, find the power switch. Mm. Yeah, we got a pamphlet from Mutual of Omicron, and they, they said that they would, uh, <laughs> they would insure us for damages due to our interdimensional portal. So uh, I, I, I went ahead and forwarded that to legal, and uh, they, they, uh, they decided to opt in. So I think we're good now. You know, one of these days we're going to have to have legal on the podcast. Um, <laughs> but today we are here to talk about the Dresden Files. Um, but first... But first, we're going to play everyone's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, where everybody talks about the nerdiest thing they've done in the last two weeks, and then we vote using a tentative Mike Myler widget system. Isn't it great that I have that filter oh. to make the recording sound like it matches? Man, Brian, Erica's that recording retention. is on point yeah. every yeah. time. <laughs> um, so whatever you're wrinkling in your hand is just killing the microphone david you've got plastic not, bag or something i'm not wrinkling anything I, it's okay. not me All it's right. not me man i believe it's on holly's side oops sorry there we go yay okay it's not me uh, so there are six of us which means everyone has seven widgets everyone knows the rules to the game but we're gonna go Super uh, fast. New guest goes first? It, yes, it's going to go. I have an order in the outline. It's um, Mike, Milton, Holly, David, Erica, me. And we're going to go nerdy things really quick, hopefully. <laughs> so, Mike, I'll, I you will know try the to rules. make this brief. What was nerdy with you? Mm -hmm. So, what's nerdy with me? Um, so I play most of my RPGs online, like so many during this wonderful pandemic. And the majority of, I, I play mostly Pathfinder 2nd Edition these days, um, a little bit of 1st Edition, but, um, and most of it is played on Discord. So we're playing on Play by Discord. We're not doing, like, this is over time. It's text-based rather than, um, rather than voice. Gotta love play-by-posts. I love it, actually, because it allows me to be really creative and oh, yeah. no, play -by -post take is my great. time. Yeah, uh, but it also means that things take a long time. For instance, um, one of the games we literally just wrapped up was Doomsday Dawn. And for those of you that are familiar with Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Doomsday Dawn was the module that they released to playtest Pathfinder 2nd Edition, which released, what, two and a half years ago now? So we, after two and a half years of playing through Doomsday Dawn, we finally just finished it. And uh, at, at our 17th level characters, really enjoyed it. Oh, nice. yeah, that's a big adventure. I, yeah. It, I, it was weird that they came up with it right at the beginning of the playtest, because it, it almost seemed like they had that sitting in their pocket for a while. I think so. And, and it's, it's one where you go, you make like one main group of characters – but you don't play them level to level um, for each chapter. And I think there were seven chapters um, for each chapter. 
you will either level up your main character or you'll create a new character of that level. So you'd go from like, I think the first one was first level, then you skip to fifth level, then you skip to seventh level, so on and so forth. Um, and this last one was 17th level. So it was, um, it, it was really interesting to be able to play. They wanted you to play a variety of characters. Um, and they also wanted you to um, test out the rules. Now, after the full edition hit, after we actually got out of playtest, um, RGM converted the rules to the full thing. and says, hey, who wants to keep playing this until we finish? And we're all, all like, yes, we do. It, didn't, it had a story arc, and it's actually really interesting to go back and read the story arc from the beginning to the end. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't the most tied together thing, but it was meant to uh, specifically for playtesting and finding all of the little bugs. Like there's one where one thing where, you know, well, spoilers, but it's two and a half years old. There's one chapter where you're pretty much going to TPK. There's, there's little to no chance that you're not going to TPK uh, total party kill in this chapter. And we did. And it, well, actually, no, somebody survived by faking it. That's it. Ha. Huh. <laughs> one person survived by faking their own death. Otherwise, yeah, we all died. Well, awesome. Let's move on to Milton. What's been nerdy with you in the last few weeks? Well, I, I have two options out there. One is is playing an old Wii game with with my uh, my youngest daughter, playing the, the Indiana Jones uh, series. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Temple of Doom, Crystal Skull was was by yeah. far pretty pretty fun in that in that old Wii game. Yeah. Uh, uh, that that is more on the fun side. Work-wise, I uh, put together a uh, using a uh, a program called JotForm, a uh, a work application to uh, track all my people doing um, work on our systems, and everyone just has to log in and and answer all the questions, and we track them. So. That's my fun for being a nerd. Well, you're going to get bonus points for me for being quick. <laughs> <laughs> Holly, what was nerdy with you? Uh, what's nerdy with me the past couple weeks is I have discovered uh, Grimm and Babylon 5. So I'm making my way through those and enjoying them immensely. <laughs> nice. Yeah, memorize the locations in Grimm for if you ever visit May, you can see the different shooting okay. locations in Portland. Yeah, Grimm, Grimm nice. was a fun series. Yep. Yes. Yeah, it's really I'm cool to rewatch it now. Yeah, Monroe is awesome. It's really fun to rewatch it now that I've lived here. That I'm like, that's that. that I drive by that place every day. <laughs> <laughs> I did that for I did that for Dexter because it was filmed in Long Beach. Most of it was filmed in Long Beach, so I was like, I, "Yeah, I, I've been there." <laughs> because California and Florida are interchangeable. Well, parts of Long Beach look a lot like parts of Southern Florida, apparently. Yeah, I experienced the same thing when watching Nip Tuck. I'm like, "That's mm, Forest yeah. Lawn Cemetery." <laughs> <laughs> um, David. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Well. Uh, okay. Uh, I went to Vegas to meet up with my, uh, members of my WoW guild because we were meeting in person for the first time, which was awesome. Oh my God. So there were four of us. We all met up in Vegas and had a great time over a long weekend. That was the far and away the nerdiest thing I did. Uh, as a runner up, I got my first dose of vaccine. So 
Yay. <laughs> awesome. Finally, diabetic being diabetic is paying off. Okay, Erica, what about you? I allowed um, my players to escape the Fey realm by making a deal with the Fey. That's what I did. Oh, God, why? Why did we do that? <laughs> All right. Mine is really quick. So I just need to say we're spoiling everything for the Dresden Files in this episode because my nerdy thing involves a Dresden Files spoiler. Normally we'd say it right before the topic, but I got to say it now. Um, my nerdy thing was my mom called me and said, Thomas is his brother. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's on deadbeat right now. So she just finished oh. the book with Thomas. Oh, my God. Oh, that's good. Oh, just that's wait. Good. Just wait. Good. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. We all know at what point she's going to start throwing things at you. Oh, oh. Everybody oh. here knows. Oh, yeah. Well, she oh, yeah. tried to read them a few years ago and got stuck on Summer Night. And now she's listening to them, and it's a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she James was Carsters like, really does make it a lot yeah. more smooth. But she was like, yes. I just don't understand any of this fairy stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you should probably listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It makes yeah, it a my, whole uh, lot my different. Sister, my sister uh, said, she's like, I don't know how I feel about audiobooks now. After listening to James Marsters with the Dresden Files, I tried to listen to somebody else read me a book, and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I thought uh-huh. that was great. I, I mean, can absolutely relate to that. I mean, we Stephen Fry do, reading Harry Potter was good too. Yeah. We should do a yeah, whole no. episode on audiobooks. We'll have to make that an upcoming topic. Yeah. Oh my! I've done that before. Um, the uh, okay. So seven widgets, Mike. Go. Oh goodness. Um, because everybody had such good ones. Yeah, but, this uh, was a good one. <laughs> it's a hard one there. Um, so Milton, I'm absolutely giving you one because you uh, created a tracking program at work. Um, I haven't played Indiana Jones Wii, so I can't comment on that. But uh, yeah, so I'm giving you one for that. Um, let's see. Uh, David, I'm going to give you two because number one, I, I, I haven't played WoW in like over a decade, but my yeah. guild, most of them lived around here. Erica probably knows some of them. Um, nice. And uh, also, probably. I also got my, yeah, probably. I also got my first uh, dose of the vaccine last Yay. week. Um, so yeah, hooray for that sore arm. And uh, you know, as you said, uh, diabetes finally paying off. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, two there. And then um, Erica, you get none for allowing them to, because we all know what the deal with the fame means. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll give you one. I, I get none. Oh, okay. I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Uh, Brian, you're you're getting three. Because <laughs> we all know you definitely uh, gave us something that we all uh, really uh, that was that good. all my seven, I think. Yeah. All right, Milton, seven widgets. All right, all right. Uh, give give uh, one to, to to Erica. I just wanted to see what the negotiations were for uh, for them escaping from the Fey. Because oh if they God. if they didn't uh, charge them uh, an arm and and both legs, well, and you let well, them off easy. We owe them well, okay, a favor. No, no, no. Oh, that, no, that, no that's they nothing. Owe them a favor. Uh, a favor, chief. Uh, they had to <laughs> all make their will saves to be getting out of there. It was quite fun. It was like fail, 
Fail. Oh, Fail. It was, oh, God. <laughs> All right. So, so, so uh, I, I think you needed a, an extra leg added into, into that uh, contract. Well, there to we, don't, we don't know what said favor is going to be. And knowing Erica, oh, yeah, it's not going to know. be anything good. Oh, uh, I, I, I want to be in the negotiations on that one. I really do, because uh, I love the Fae and how vicious they are. Uh, um, I, I have to I have to give one to Molly, because I really enjoyed Grimm. Uh, that, that was just so much fun um, uh, of a series. It's a shame it, it's gone and over with. We, we just need something more like that on TV today. Um, I, I got to give David... David... Uh, I'm going to give you three just because hey, again, it, it's uh, the fact that you're still playing well and you're with your guild. I've uh, like, uh, like Michael said, uh, it's been over a decade since uh, a decade. Yeah. That was when our, <laughs> our guild broke up a decade ago. Yeah. I've been playing since the end, the tail end of burning crusade and I haven't stopped. Uh, and then the, the, the other two I'm going to give to Brian cause I know his mom and the fact that, <laughs> all righty well i think there's actually go to maryland not brian i think well, yeah, they, they go I to think maryland Brian's like sucking off you know like he's siphoning off the widgets from maryland then every widget you've ever earned goes to your children Oh, that's true. Um, they are amazing human beings <laughs> um holly seven widgets Okay, let's see. Hmm. Four to David. Damn. <laughs> wow. Hey, I've, I haven't won one of these in a long time. People, this is, I mean, that is so awesome. I mean, I've only met one person from my podcast group in person. So <laughs> yeah. well, um, to meet four out of your group. Amazing. Uh, well, it wasn't just it. All four of us are the officers of this guild, and we had joked about it a couple months ago that we were going to do a, a meetup. And then one of us was finally just like, you know, why don't we? So it kind of just built itself. Mm -hmm. and we we had four really awesome nights in Vegas. It was awesome. Cool. And three to Erica for the done for the faith. <laughs> Why thank you? Nicely done. Nicely done. All right. David, I am going to give. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give four to Erica because I have to keep my GM happy. <laughs> Suck up. That's right. Damn straight, you know it. That's what the real deal was to get out of the Fey realm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give Brian two, and I am going to give Mike one, just because he doesn't have one here. I, I will take your pity widget. You're and welcome. And um, <laughs> Erica, seven so widgets. I'm going to give Mike two because that's a lot of patience that I really don't is. have. Play by post is fun, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give uh, three to David. Um, it was going to be four. But then I had to take one away because we're in the middle of a pandemic. And so I have safety concerns about his his uh, buddy ship. But it's very cool to meet people in person. Yes. Um, well. And then I'm going to give uh, one to my dad for doing the thing at work. 
and then one to Brian, because I do know the joy of hearing somebody say something excited about a book series that you introduced them to. <laughs> um, and then me. Well, I'm going to give four of my widgets to David. Wow. Because that's awesome. And then I'm going to give my other three to Mike because I have done play-by-post before and I've never actually finished one. They always collapse. It always dies at some point. Yeah. Yeah, So that's a level of commitment to finish that. I mean, especially after the playtest and the game came out, I might have abandoned that. So... Um, but David wins is, with this, 16 this, widgets. I think it's wow. the most widgets anyone I, has ever won on this show. Well, I think this is the most widgets we've ever had out in the world during our shows. <laughs> I, I need to inform you that the widgets are on strike. <laughs> okay. What, um, what, what, what are they holding out for? I don't know. It's you just, haven't even listened to their demands? Well, they gave it in print, but it's written in wingdings. So oh, okay, I don't fair know. Enough. Fair enough. Do they want yeah. pizza? <laughs> I'm sure it's pizza. It's always it's pizza. It's the Zalord. Exactly. Summon the Zalord. Oh, God. Did Toot Toot show up and start organizing them? <laughs> yes, he did. He had to. That's Major General Toot Toot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you have won the widgets. Yeah. Once God, they it's been so long since I've won this game. Holy shit. All right. Hooray. Um, uh, I, I actually came in third. Erica came in second. Yeah. Uh, so we are here to talk about the Dresden Files, and there is six of us here today. Um, we It has been a long time coming. We have been waiting for this episode for a while. Um, we So we are going to be talking about every single book and short story. We're going to be um, spoiling every damn thing uh, all the way, starting from Stormfront, going to Battleground. Um if there are people here who know inside information, we're going to be spoiling that. So this is the Dresden Files spoiler episode. Um, yeah, if you don't want to, uh, been given. Yeah, if if you don't want to 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 have it spoiled for us, this is not a good one to listen to. No, folks. and we can't <laughs> control like timestamps and stuff because it's just going to be. Yeah, I mean, it, I hate to say it, but read them first, then come listen yeah. to this one. <laughs> so yeah, for those of you have who have been. Um, who are I, I've already gave the warning, so the spoilers start now. So if you stayed here and you haven't been spoiled, Karen dies. Um, <laughs> wow. Starting that right off. Yeah. yeah. I just throw that one out there. If you read Christmas Eve, oh, I think most of us were guessing that. Okay. Most mm-hmm. of us saw that coming. Yeah. I, oh, I figured that out like book three. Oh, I didn't see like, Brian was, doing that. Just coming, like the way yeah. stories move, you, you can't have the, for the character to develop their touchstone has to die at some point and that's who karen is for harry yeah yeah i read christmas eve before peace talks i i found it before peace talks it was it didn't really spoil anything but it it makes a lot more sense in context after you read peace talks and battleground yes big time i like how in christmas eve it refers to the day as the day of the peace talks not the day of the giant 
fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Multiple fights. Yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I was um I was just talking about Battleground. I was like, Battleground is that book that if you haven't just recently gone through all the books, you're like, who's this character? Who's this character? Yeah. Who's this character? Mm-hmm. The freaking paramedic from Deadbeat. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who does show up in other books too? I mean, he's a reoccurring, <laughs> but he's like the dude that Harry runs into when he goes to the hospital. I think the first time I read the books, I didn't know who he was when he came up again. I didn't either. It took. Uh, yeah, I got a. They, there's a uh, Dresden Files wiki. Of course that, there is, but <laughs> I don't think that character was even on it. Because I think I looked him up at one point and I didn't see him on there. Now at this point he probably should be, but um, yeah. Does anybody know his name? Not off the top of my head. You get no. you get bonus widgets if you do. Uh, I can, but they're on strike. It doesn't matter. You say yeah, they're on strike though. That's <laughs> yeah. It's Jason Lamar. Uh, that's right. Or yeah. Jay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he he's he's tired of Harry's crap too. <laughs> so Michael, because you are. The newest one here. You get the first question. Mm -hmm. So let me just look at my sample questions and I will ask. I'm going to ask you a question that you came up with when we were talking before the show. (laughs) What loose plot thread would you like to see explored? Oh, so, um, and I meant to look this up and I forgot to. Um, But there was in in the... um, skin game that they they went into they had to break into the vault of hades um they literally went to the underworld and broke into the vaults of hades and harry had to do this um he was loaned to the denarians loaned to nicodemus by um his boss uh, mab and they had to get to hades well at one point um harry is saying you know i'm trying to save the world and one of the, and, and I meant to look up exactly what they said, but one of the Denarians said that basically said, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to save the world. And then you hear nothing else about it. Now, the Denarians are demons, basically. They're fallen angels who um, possess people by these Denarians, these 30 pieces of silver that were paid, that, that were, uh, th- as the story goes, these were the silver that were paid to Judas for betraying Jesus Christ. So each of these coins has a demon tied to it, and anytime somebody touches it, you know that demon can possess them. Um, and Nicodemus said, "You know, we're basically trying to save the world. I really want to know what they're talking about because how like are the what demons their version to... of saving the world is?" Yep. Yeah. And I can only imagine it's from the outsiders. Probably. I, you know, I considered it like. Nicodemus is completely deluded and has his own plan. I didn't know if I I kind of, I mean, they've been doing things like spreading plagues and stuff. Maybe saving the world from humans is what the fallen angels are trying to do. Like they're just trying to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they they could be thought of as eco-terrorists, but I I, I think of them as eco-terrorists because they seem to behave that way. Yeah. That's true. But there's absolutely nothing redeeming about them. Not yeah, well, and and uh, Nicodemus even like makes a claim that of course he you know hates sacrificing his daughter because he sacrificed his daughter Deidre in there, 
um, to get into the into the uh, underworld. Um, apparently, it was Deidre that told Harry that uh, he had no clue what was going on, and they were trying to save the world before she sacrificed herself. That is definitely an interesting thing to think about. I, I think to sum it up as what is the true motivation of the Denarians? Because, I mean, we don't really know that. We just think of them as big evil think, demons that are doing evil question, things. Yeah, I think the question is what is the true motivation of Nicodemus? Because the Denarians all are just pawns in his game. I mean, he clearly groomed Deidre to do what he wanted. Well, I think what's so, been alluded to now is the Denarians are just independent now and Nicodemus, because they fell apart when um, Harry basically threw Nicodemus under the bus. Yeah. At which point, are you talking about at the end of Skin Game? Yeah, because Nicodemus isn't respected by the Denarians anymore. Well, he had always, he had been fighting for years, fighting a battle with his wife. Nicodemus was fighting a yeah. battle with his wife. Um, and she did not want him to sacrifice Deidre, apparently. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't remember the specific details on that. And he's also I wanna know, he's also on the outs with the Accords. Yes. And I want to know uh, what Hades' role in all of this is, because he was super helpful. Oh, yeah. I, he was just a chill guy. I got the feeling that Hades is just like, he just relates to Harry. Oh, not only that, is is he'll just be recouping everyone that comes to visit. So he doesn't care. Everyone's coming to him. He's just hanging out with Spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that was a good point though, Milton. I hadn't even thought about it. like, yeah, everybody's gonna be eventually returning to him anyway. Yeah. I mean that's that's true, and I get that, but but he didn't have to be as helpful as he was. Like, that was really going out of his way to be helpful. Right. So, I, I think he explained it, because he explained that he's he's been misunderstood his whole life, and he relates to Harry. And he's just a dude trying to do the right thing with his dog. Okay. Because wasn't, I mean... Isn't that because Harry asked him why he was helping him and he told that whole story about Cer Cerberus and how Cerberus is named Spot. I think the whole point was, I relate to you. I don't know. I, um, yeah. The other thing was um, Mab set up the whole thing with Hades, didn't he? Didn't she? Yeah. 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 She had planned the whole thing behind Nicodemus's back. Yeah. Um, your turn to ask a question, Mike. And that question okay. goes to that question Milton. goes to Milton. Oh, okay, boy. Milton. All right, Milton. Well, then I'm going to ask, um, which book spoke the most to you? Oh wow! I, I yeah. think probably it would have to be. Um, wow. I think changes because at the end of changes, don't you know uh, the removal of of the red court vampires, him having to kill Susan, you know the the, the mother of his daughter, you know uh, all of that, you know was just so hard there, and the fact that you know he, he's. You know, he's got his daughter Maggie now and, and, you know, 
all of the repercussions of that uh, across the whole Dresden realm was just drastic. It was very aptly named. Very, very <laughs> aptly named. And and uh, interesting point about the name. If if for those who you know notice, if you all of the books are two words, um, all of the the full novels are two words with equal letters, an equal number of letters. So dead beat, um, skin game. All of them have equal number of letters except for changes. And that was very intentional on Jim's part. I'm sure um, it was. Also, Brian pointed out, you know, how his mom called him up and was like, oh, Thomas, you know, and, and uh, in when I was um, a former job I had, I had a, a coworker. I got a coworker into the Dresden Files, and she would read while she was on her lunch break. She sat across the aisle from me. <laughs> and I was working one day and literally had a book hit the back of my chair full force. <laughs> and I turned around, and she's like, why didn't you warn me? And I said, oh, you just finished changes, didn't you? I didn't even have to look at the book. I knew exactly where she was. You just finished changes, didn't you? My wife had the same reaction. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. That's so funny because I didn't have that reaction to changes. I had that reaction um, when when he... Uh, well, no, I guess it was at the end of Changes where he gets shot and he yeah. dies, right? Uh-huh. Right, yeah. right at the very uh-huh. end, he's about to be with Murphy. They're on the boat. Everything's about to, yeah, to everything's play. Mm-hmm. Right. And all of a sudden, bam! Yeah, that's where I had my reaction to, actually. So, <laughs> so I finished it, and I went upstairs, and I was visibly upset. I was like crying and I was angry and I was like throwing stuff. And my husband's like, Oh my God, what happened? And I was like, Harry's dead. (laughs) (laughs) The question is, the question is, had Ghost Story come out at that point? Could you skip right to the next book, or did you have to wait? No, I had to wait. No, no Ghost Story didn't come out for almost yeah. another, you know, what, yeah. six, eight You're months after that. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my buddy Grant, who had gotten me into the Dresden Files, I threw my copy of Changes at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, you uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. the, be- the best part was my husband was a book behind me. Oh and, no! And I was so emotional that I didn't realize that. And so I ruined it for him, and he's never finished the series. He refuses oh, to refinish it. Oh my gosh. Oh, so fucked yeah. up. It I'm wasn't still intentional. I was having a very oh. visceral emotional reaction. I mean, I get it, but still, damn. Yeah. I'm yeah. still waiting for two of my other podcasters to catch up because myself and Chrissy have finished the series. Rachel and Brittany are starting, so I'm just like, oh boy. Here comes the roller coaster. <laughs> yep. You've got to have a reaction episode for us. <laughs> oh, yes, we will. That That's the plan. Once, once, oh. those, once the two of them have finished, we oh. will be podcasting it. Wait till Maryland. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like the it's like Game of Thrones. When mm-hmm. when when you get somebody, somebody just starts watching Game of Thrones and you start getting their reactions throughout yeah. the series. Yeah. When one of them goes, Man, I like this Ned Stark guy. Can't wait to see what happens <laughs> with him. 
<laughs> yeah, my my mom is going through about a book a week, so I'm getting the reaction. That's a really quick. good pace. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's about how normally I, how I did. I always did a book a week, and um, uh, when I was reading, but I've transitioned to Audible because of the amount of time that I drive and uh, like changes. When when Harry got shot, I was driving down the highway, and I was just like, "Oh my god." Really? <laughs> have to pull over. Yeah. <laughs> I I read them the first time and then listened to them the second time. Yeah, I, and, I listened to them the first time and read them the second time. Yeah. And I've, I've only I, ever read them. I've never listened to the audiobooks. So. There's also some books that I've done three times and other like I've I've done all of them twice, but I've reread a couple like I really like Deadbeat. I've read Deadbeat like four times now. Deadbeat's so good. Uh, who doesn't want a zombie dinosaur T-Rex? That's yeah. so good. That was so awesome. Polka will never die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, butters. butters. Yes, butters, butters. Oh, yes. Uh, now, Knight of the Cross butters. Yes. yes. A lightsaber. Now, now nope. Jedi Knight of the Cross hey. butters. Jedi, yes. Jedi, get it right. Jedi Knight of the Cross. Oh. And it is your turn to ask a question of Holly. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so Holly, yes. which is one of your most favorite non-main characters? Oh boy! Now with there Butters are getting up, characters? There's, there's so many <laughs> great support Butters, characters. Yeah, I I mean, there's two two. I love oh. Butters. I mean, it's just I mean. It's hard to just pick one. <laughs> they are so many. He he has helped develop so many off the main characters that, and, and they're all so well developed, which is so great. Which is what I love about his writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. pick one. Yes. Yeah. You must choose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, butters, it is. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. See, I uh, would argue that uh, Butters is a main character. As though. would I, especially now. He's become, yeah. he started out as he's a supporting become a main actor, character. but now he's main cast. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. so you have to pick a different one. I'm sorry. Yeah, when I think of okay. supporting characters, I think of like uh, Mac or Odin or, you know, okay. like they pop mm-hmm. up and then they're gone. Okay. I would, I would have to say Mac from the bar. Yeah, yeah. Mac's a good one. Mac Mac's a good one. Yeah, I, I, they have a clay mug that's kind of like the Renaissance Festival mug. Yeah, McAnally's pub, mm-hmm. and I yeah. that has been yes. on my wish list forever. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. Yes. And, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd have to say mine would be uh, gentleman Johnny Marconi. He's uh. <laughs> so interesting. Yes. He really is. I want to know a lot more about him and his his whole backstory and everything. You, the little snippets you get are great, but I want to know the whole story. <laughs> Yeah, and he he had a lot of development in Battleground, um, right there towards the end. Oh yeah, he he has developed so much from the beginning to now. I mean, and even though he's a support character, he has really kind of stepped forward quite a bit. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, all right, so um, Holly, you get to ask me a question now. Yes, just a second. I oh, take your time. No rush. <laughs> Okay. 
okay. I am going to go with the D&D question. What character would you play if you played D&D with the Wolves, Butters, and Dresden? Oh, my God. Inquiring um, minds want to know. Well, unfortunately, my answer is the same answer I give every D&D party I ever play with, is what do we need? I'll, I'm utility. I'll play whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Probably, a, cler- probably a, a cleric or a bard, probably. <laughs> Yeah. Bard would be fun. Yeah. Just I I I typically I play a wizard and so, sorcerer and stuff in D&D. I those are my favorite classes is the arcane type casters or occult type casters. I couldn't do it with Dresden. <laughs> I'd be like, we'd be sitting there arguing <laughs> the entire time about how that spell's supposed to work. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is I already know he's the big dumb, he's the big dumb barbarian. So they they do that in a short story where he argues about fireball. <laughs> there's, there's a short story. I yes, can't think yes, of what the, name of the story is, but it's yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's, it's the, one of the ones in um in um briefcase or not briefcase. Yeah, it's the werewolf um, cold cases. Cold, uh, short side jobs. Side, side jobs. Side, yeah. Yeah. First yeah. anthology. It's the um the werewolf the werewolf orgy episode. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Who doesn't love a good werewolf orgy? Right. <laughs> Come on. All right. So then I get to ask Erica, uh, what character do you relate to the most, and why? Uh, Karen, because she's short and badass. Fair enough. I wasn't quick yeah. enough. <laughs> and for anyone who's ever met Erica, that is a true statement. Literally, I think anybody that has met Erica, it, if, I don't, I don't know you that well, but anybody that's ever met Erica, go Murphy, mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I and 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 I'm going to go into a personal aspect on this, but her her younger brother is both of them are, are much taller than she is and, 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 you know, well filled out and they will run from her. I, I have a, I have a, an argument against Murphy for Erica. Um, I, I know she relates to Murphy the strongest, but when I think of Erica, I think of Lacuna. Oh, oh I oh, can see thanks. that. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sure. <laughs> and if you ever do a Dresden cosplay, I think that would be better than a Murphy cosplay. Oh, that would be Just awesome. Black armor with fish hooks all over it. <laughs> <laughs> I am on board for this. I will help you gather the fish hooks. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I actually have to have to go with with Molly instead for Erica. If you're going to go that route. Only are because we talking Molly? pre-fake <laughs> pre-fay lady or as fay lady? Uh, the whole aspect. Because <laughs> she's my daughter. I've known her for well, probably we, years. We, so. Because, <laughs> so I think because, transition. <laughs> because Milton thinks of Erica as Molly, he must think of himself as Michael. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I gotta know. Why Molly? I... I when you also went through your kind of gothis age time frame and, and stuff, and then, of course, just being, you know, the pixie that you are, 
I think uh, the easiest answer is is because we see we see Molly grow up in the books, and Milton actually got to see Erica grow up. Oh, that's a good point. So that's so the, easiest the transition. Answer. Yeah. All right. All right. Erica. All so right, you it's got, my you, turn to ask you a question, bro. Yeah. So, um, what was it about Stormfront that kept your attention enough that you continued the series? The murder scene. The the yeah. Um, as soon as I got to the murder scene, I was like, "This is a lot darker than I expected." Okay, I'm hooked. It was with the hearts ripped out. And yeah, that was that was driving. Yeah, it was very graphic. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like now, the description of that was so well, it really, really grabbed your attention. And right from the beginning, you knew that you know you were going somewhere. And well, it it started out all fun, and oh look, he's a wizard, awesome. Then holy mm. shit, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where we're going. Okay. Yeah. The CD player on repeat for that song until he kills it by just walking up to it. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that that um the the way he introduced it trying to make it sound like a detective noir novel was mm-hmm. very it, him being a wizard but also a you know one of these noir detectives was very unique. Um I'm glad he got away from it. <laughs> honestly, but it was very interesting. It was funny. I was listening to the um, the 20th anniversary interview. Um, Jim Butcher and um, Jim Butcher and da- well, James Marsters interviews Jim Butcher for the 20th anniversary special. New York Con- oh, Comic Con nice. did it, and so um, Marsters actually said that when he first got the contract to do the books, he was trying really hard to do this like hard-boiled detective noir style of narration mm-hmm. he said that he doesn't feel like he's actually gotten it right till battleground yeah. hmm. he, he was like i think this yeah. is the, the the best i ever d- did and it's like wow you've been doing this for like 20 years mm-hmm. that's a professional to be like i don't think yeah. i've gotten it right yet yeah yeah um so my question so Michael basically cemented this um, because I added this question, this category to the timeline while we were talking and Michael commented (laughs) on it and went, Oh God, no. So I have to ask him. So get, pick a few characters from the Dresden files and who would you cast them in a long form TV series on Netflix? (laughs) Yes. See, and I, I, I cringe because I am in a few, a couple of uh, Facebook groups that are around mm-hmm. Jim Butcher and Dresden Piles and stuff, and everybody sure loves and are. everybody hates casting calls. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Everybody wants to do a casting mm-hmm. call, and then everybody's like, "No." Um, and there's always the okay. You know, the I will one. frame it for you because this was actually a very popular topic in those forums. Yeah. All right. Cast three characters from the Dresden Files, but you're only allowed to use Muppets. <laughs> yeah, I love this. All right. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh my so gosh. Oh we... man. Um Butters the Speaker. Well, clearly, yeah. <laughs> of course, that's Butters the Speaker, obviously. Yes. Clearly Butters the Speaker. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> let's see. Let's see. 
Um, Karen is Miss Piggy because, oh God, yes, I want to see Miss Piggy Murphy. So in the style, in the style of Muppets movies, Dresden is played by a human, right? He is absolutely played by a human. Yes, he is the human. Um, (laughs) Everyone else is Muppet. Everyone else is a Muppet. It um it should be that dude who played Hiccup in in um in How to Train Your Dragon, right? Um, Jake. Oh, what's his name? Dylan. No. Um, played Hiccup. The um. See, I was thinking, um, what's the dude's name that has the really hard to pronounce name that plays D and D? He's he's an actor. He was he was oh, all, um, Jay Baruchel. Huh? I thought he would be a good Dresden for a Muppets. Oh, okay. Dress. Oh, I think I know who that is. Oh, you're talking yeah, about Joe? Oh, the guy who's... Joe Manganiello. Mary yeah. Chuck. Yeah. See, Joe. I can see Mary him being Sophia a Dresden. Bird. And yeah. watching oh, him I think play out Dresden too. with a bunch of Muppets. Yes, he would be a good Dresden. He or the guy that played Sam on Supernatural. Yeah. Actually, I think personality-wise, the guy that played Dean on Supernatural would probably fit better. But body-wise, Sam would be. <laughs> well, if he's if he's yeah. cast against Muppets, you don't really have to worry about height. You got a good point. <laughs> <laughs> you got a very good point. <laughs> oh, damn. All right. That's good. Uh, That's do, good. I, do I have to pick a third Muppet? Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, all right. Hold on. Um, let's see. Because I really feel the desperate need to put to to cast animal as something <laughs> um, animal mouse. is mouse there we go <laughs> animal there is there mouse. <laughs> see i i i i i went the route of um scooter as butters oh okay i can see that works. Um, see i i personally think uh butters would be more fozzy but I thought um, <laughs> Baker, the, the funniest casting for Baker, I think, would be Hendrix. Oh, oh that's fun. <laughs> oh, man, that could be, yeah. Well, See, the hair I, color I, works. <laughs> and then that's the count is Nicodronus. I think it would be Animal. For for who? For Hendrix. Oh, oh yeah, Hendrix? that works, that. too. Um, yeah, I uh, absolutely see that. Baron Marcone. He's um, the eagle. Mr. Sam Arrow. Sam Sam yeah. Sam Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, um, yeah. the, uh, the Count is Nicodronus. I think the funny thing about Baron Marcone being Sam the Eagle is if Sam the Eagle kept on breaking the fourth wall talking about him being cast as the character. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, who oh. would be Thomas, though? Gonzo. Oh my god. No, 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 um, no. Kermit. Kermit would be a good Thomas. True. Oh my oh, god. That's true. Yeah. But Kermit can play anyone, right? Yeah. 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 I think um, Kermit just plays Kermit. And Gonzo the Great is as himself. <laughs> uh, oh, and of course well, Ralph who, is gonna is gonna be mouse. Yeah, and all the bad guys are basically frackles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about what about Ebenezer? Who's gonna play McCoy? Oh, that oh. Oh, the, one of the old guys. In yeah, the, the old bald guy. Oh. Oh, oh, McCoy could be um Statler. Statler, yeah, Statler, oh, Wild my God. Statler, yes. Yeah. 
I just think it would be funny to have Statler and Wal- Waldorf at White Cancel White Council meetings, heckling White Council meetings. <laughs> oh, that would be yes. Yes. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Gonzo is Merlin. <laughs> the other option for he's Arthur. <laughs> the other option for um, Dresden casting is you do it like Space Jam and you have Looney Tunes characters. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I don't know. I really like the Muppet idea. Mm-hmm. Muppet idea, I like uh, it a lot better. better oh yeah, if they did, you can the... do just about any classic movie with uh, or or book series with Muppets. I think if they did Dresden Files Muppets, it would be better than the Muppets Christmas Carol or any Netflix series they could do for the show. It, it I, be, I agree. Yeah, it's the best choice for casting. Yeah, the uh, oh my god, it would be so fantastic. It it just it and and then Battleground becomes a lot darker. <laughs> yeah. <that's true. laughs> I'm curious though. Say. I'm curious though. Is Snuffleupagus considered a Muppet because he would make a great mouse? Yeah, Snuffleupagus. He would. He would be the mouse. He would be mouse. I think Snuffleupagus should be um, um, River Shoulders because he can do it. Yeah, Yeah. that that would be Sweetums. Yes, Sweetums would be River Shoulders. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, and who's who's the um the 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 female Muppet in the band? Um, I can't remember her name. Oh, for sure. Uh, Janice. Janice. Janice Mab. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can see that totally. Ooh, yeah. For I don't know. Did you hear me when I said Rizzo would be a great toot toot? Yeah, Rizzo would be oh, a toot yes. toot. The yes. perfect toot toot. Yeah. What's that? He's the perfect toot toot. Perfect toot toot. Oh yeah. And the topic for the entire episode changes. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we're on the second round, Robin Michael. So you can ask anyone a question, and then that person you ask becomes the person who asks the next question. All righty. So um, let's see. Boy, there's a there there there's. Okay, what character do you want to learn more about, and why is it Mister? But who are you oh, asking? Who am I asking? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Holly. Oh. Hmm. I would have to say I want to know more about Mac from the bar. Yes, Mac and Allie. Everybody wants to know his mm-hmm. backstory. Oh, yeah. it's the one Just that's there. the little bits that we get. You like keeping him a mystery, Erica? I kind of oh, hope no, he's not think... anything... Yeah, yeah, I kind of hope he's just yeah, like a dude. I like him being a mystery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that we know that one of the outsiders, uh, he who walks ahead, I think, um, or he who walks before, called him Watcher, and so that's mm-hmm. what. There's a lot of theories about him potentially being a Nephilim, uh, cross between a, uh, uh, the the um, descendant of a human and angels. And in yeah, mm-hmm. battleground. Dresden actually describes him as being a half angel. It's like direct. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, he basically he straight up said it. Okay. Yeah, there. Uh, and the whole, the whole, um, don't view me with your sight. When he's like, don't hurt yourself. The only time anyone ever said that was one of the angels in the ghost dimension. That's right. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's probably what he is. Um, I'm I'm interested in. Mac is like the obvious answer, right? Because he's the most mysterious character. But I think the gatekeeper. Oh, Ooh. no, what the hell's up with him? I mean, he's a freaking time traveler. <laughs> yeah, Rashid. Mm-hmm. Rashid, he's really interesting. 
we're not getting a time travel episode until um uh the the last book before the trilogy mm-hmm. jim yeah. hasn't said it directly he said he wants to do a time travel story it'll probably be the last book before the trilogy because it breaks one of the it's one of the big laws of magic yeah you know what he hasn't done and this is a good question line is um he hasn't done um body switching yeah they did who did the body switch the the um god what's her name captain of the um Oh yeah, uh, Lucio. Oh Lucio. yeah, I'm dumb. Yeah, yeah Lucio yeah. body switch with corpse taker. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right, Holly. Yeah, there was you're that whole thing welcome. in the middle when he, when they were banging. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, my question for you: What loose plot thread would you like to see explored, Brian? Oh, um, I want to know what's up with the multiple timelines. Um, it's been brought up by Rashid. It's been brought up by Mab. It. It has been said that that's probably how Jim is going to explain every continuity error, because we know that there are continuity errors that were done on purpose. Um, we also know that there were some done by accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, he's been very clear that there's an alternate reality thing going on, and that there's a time travel thing going on, and the time travel is going to explain things. I want, I'm looking forward to that the most. Um, other things is that the point of his next uh, up, up, upcoming book mirror mirror um mirror mirror is actually not going to be the next book oh did he put that's right he put he's that adding one a book yeah, yeah. he's it we're going to get 12 months before mirror mirror uh where we're actually going to see an entire year of harry's life rather than a week or two nice wow yeah and they set that up at the end of battleground with the one year before he marries lara mm-hmm. um yeah the mirror mirror is was supposed to be immediately after battleground but um jim butcher felt that a big action-packed alternate reality story would be a little bit too soon after this giant crazy thing that just happened so he wanted something a little bit more just exploring harry's life and getting to know the characters again and just you know fans demand both they want big reveals and big changes and big things but they also want to just do an entire episode where Harry's just driving a car across the country solving cases. <laughs> okay, show of virtual hands. Who is really who likes and dislikes the uh the the wedding between him and Laura? All right, we'll start with Holly. Well, it's just like really I mean and good on Molly for like telling Mattis like, come on, let's give Harry some time to mourn here. Let Laura get under get her feet underneath her and let's not rush this we've just had this big almost avengers end game style thing occur we need to take a breather way too fast <laughs> and my thing is, is what's the ulterior motive to join those two as it's like there's more puzzle pieces going on in the background i think than what we're being led to believe and then you called it molly standing up to mab mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that took some guts <laughs> yeah well i mean if anyone was going to do it it would be molly so mm-hmm. she's the only one that had the real potential to stand up to her i think at that point i'm okay with a political marriage <laughs> yeah anyone else want to speak out on it i can't wait Probably. to see where it goes 
I, I can't wait to see how he gets out of it because I really, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or what happens? Who knows? It's it. Yeah, it's it's gonna be good. Well, I liked the whole Winter Night thing changing everything. I'm wondering if this is the final push for him to lose the mantle. I think um, so. He's got to lose it at some point. He can't keep yeah. it and and continue. You know, because yeah. it's it's the big it's the big divider between him and the White Court, between him and um, him and Ebenezer. Um, yeah, I, I he, the, it's got to develop there somewhere. I think if anything has the potential of removing the mantle, it's probably Demon Reach. Well, he said that that the mantle can't be removed until he dies, right? Well, one of the things about Demon Reach... so Real death. This involves Word of Jim stuff. This doesn't involve stuff that's been revealed in the book. So someone asked a question in a recent interview with Jim. They asked him, could Demon Reach be used to imprison Vaterung but not Kringle. And Jim said, yeah, you can totally just imprison the mantle of Kringle in Demon Reach. It's something that could totally be done. And that made so me think. He used the imp- words, the mantle of Kringle, which means that the mantle, the winter mantle could be imprisoned in Demon Reach. Interesting. But he said, when you, when you separate the aspect from a person, it's, very, very precise psychic surgery and would require someone who's really good at that to do it. And that made me think of Molly. So I think Molly is eventually going to make some kind of sacrifice to help him get rid of the mantle. Well, I mean, yeah. Wouldn't he be paralyzed, though? I don't know. He's a wizard. It might have healed by now. Mm, fair yeah, they, they did say, you know, re- that his back was healing. Okay, the, I thought the, the only in, reason in the he process. was able to function was because of the mantle. So it was initially, but you know, okay. as, as being a wizard, he he will naturally heal, and and so even though he's wearing the mantle right now, he is continuing to heal. This is just allowing him to to walk around fully. Okay. Anyone else? Um. I want I it, I, I think it's no my turn to ask a question. And Erica has no opinion. Um all right, I'm going to ask I don't know, this is a good one from Milton. Uh-oh. Um Milton, what should Rudy's fate be? What should and, Rudy? And you know, th- this is a dude who killed Karen Murphy just to clarify for everyone. I say turn him over to Molly for a while and let Molly have fun torturing him. See, I think there should be a redemption arc for Rudolph. I'm trying to get a reaction from everyone in the room. Yes, I'm not. Yes, no, you're I see where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole reason he didn't like kill him was because Karen wouldn't want him to, right? So right, I mean, yeah. the only other option is that he has a redemption arc. Oh, you know, just because Karen doesn't want Harry to kill him doesn't right. mean, like I said, you turn him over to Molly and let some of Molly's minions have him for a while. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, just, that, that, that's just my opinion. <laughs> but or, good or, re- Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. I was going to say any good redemption arc 
I mean, you've got a point. There's this, this, but I don't necessarily think it's Rudolph's redemption arc. I mean, Rudy's going to probably knows he screwed up something fierce. Um, he was reacting out of fear, but that's got to be part of Harry's redemption arc. Is he able to move past us? Is he able to, um, to you know, if he needs to at some point, save Rudy's life or, or something like that? And that's a common trope in, uh, in storytelling in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't need to forgive him. Mm. Or, I mean, if he does, he doesn't need to be buddy-buddy with him. He just, you know, I, the fans are calling for his blood, and <laughs> I don't see that happening. Yeah. I feel kind of cold because I did not have a very large reaction to Karen death. Like, it just yeah. didn't, because, like I said, like, by the third book, like, when you read enough stories, right, and you know enough <laughs> about storytelling, you know that the touchstone has for the character to further develop has to disappear somehow. So I wasn't, I thought it was interesting the way that it was done, that it was Rudy. I felt like that was po- very poetic. Like, because of the way the force had turned their back on Karen. So I thought it was, you know, for them to have done something so atrocious, no matter how many times they had claimed that she had been doing atrocious things, for them to have done something like that, I thought was very poetic in the way that it was done. I think the only true thing that can happen from there is that there is a redemption arc and that the the police, you know, not just Rudy, but like, their whole theory about what's going on changes mm-hmm. so that they can yeah. better protect Chicago because I think that's the only way that Harry will get out of that position and ha- out of that responsibility. Speaking of loose pro- plot threads, so we know Rudy was dirty. We've known he's been dirty for many books now. We never learned who was paying him. No. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you think I mean, it could be Marconi? I was going to say, he, it makes the most sense. I think sense. it's Marconi. And that's who, yeah. that's who Harry assumed, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, it, could, it, it could be the White Council. It could be the Black ooh. Vampires. It could be the... Been Nicodemus. Yeah. Or do you think it could be a whole new big bad that we haven't been introduced to yet that might be in the trilogy yeah. or later books? I think the Black Council probably had something to do with it. I think that's probably my most likely... Because we don't know much about them yet either. And, I mean, they're the biggest loose thread, right? I mean, we know the Black Council exists, but we don't even know who's a member of it. Or what if it's the uh, White Court vampires? And now Harry's got to, if Harry finds that out right before he has to marry Lara. Oh, yeah, that would be interesting. Ooh. Ooh. What a twist. Ooh, that that's what a twist. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm really hoping in a future book soon we learn a little bit more about Arthur Langtree too because the Merlin has been kind of a villain in the books as far as Dresden is concerned for the majority of the series. I'm really hoping that they they have a reveal that he's Black Council and that ends up being a false flag and he's not really Black Council and it's someone unexpected. So we talked about like the winter mantle, et cetera, et cetera, right? Has, yeah. has it been clarified whether or not the Merlin is its own mantle? No. Okay. No, I, as far as we know, it's just a title, but 
Yeah, yeah that very well could be. I mean, I assume that there's lots of resources available to the Merlin that aren't available to normal wizards. It, I it, think it, it would be a really be a cool mantle. idea that the Merlin itself was a mantle that was passed on. And, it, you know, how exactly it's passed. Is the original Merlin one of the prisoners in Demon Reach? Ooh, That's the that question. Be, that was at least that's a really good question. Good yeah. question. Who yeah. is it? He's exactly. like, go away. And and I would I would love uh, McCoy to become the next one. That would be so much more fun. That yeah, be... that's true. Although he doesn't he doesn't seem like it to me. The Merlin seems like a um, almost a bureaucrat. Um, a little bit, yeah. Whereas McCoy is not a bureaucrat. I mean, a Blackstaff is somebody that is allowed to break the rules. So, and, and speaking of the Blackstaff, is that uh, grandmother Winter's staff? that she's missing because um, <laughs> she can't find her cane. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought and, that was interesting too. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, it seems to me, I just don't feel like he would, I could see him being thrust into that position and struggling through it. That'd be an interesting story arc. That That's what was more kind of like my thoughts because he is so heavy handed and, you know, he has been the black staff for all these years to throw him into a bureaucratic point of view. And we know he hates bureaucrats. So I thought it would be better if it was listens to win. I was thinking listens to win uh, and Martha Liberty. Yes. Yeah. I think either of those would be a good, interesting or Rashid, but he's kind of busy. I think um, if he's alive, Chandler would be a good um, Merlin. Uh, Chandler's probably um, working for uh, Dracula now. <laughs> we, well, yeah, because he went through a portal and we don't know what happened to him. Yeah. Which sucks because he was a really interesting character. Um, did, um, oh God, I can't think of his name. Um, Christos. Did Christos die? He was kind of one of the fate unknown people at the end yeah, of Yeah, I think he's one of the, yeah, one of the, we don't know if he is. I don't remember the details around Christos, though. He, like, caught either. on fire. Yeah, that, that I'd have to look up and, and reread that, but uh, I I don't know. I don't know if he lived or not. I'm I'm but, checking. You guys discuss among yourselves. I don't find so, out. <laughs> so, so I have the next question. I'm going to throw this to Michael, because, Michael, I, I don't know you very much yet, So, but it seems you're well enough. Where do you think or, or, or where do you hope for maggie to to go oh i love maggie so much so um, I... my dog's my dog's name is maggie because he was we named her after maggie dressed um, <laughs> <laughs> um mag and and yeah my hope for her is that she i just i i, I don't I don't really have a, a specific hope for her other than she becomes amazing. She just keeps being amazing um, and dr- just develops more. I, I can see her going in so many directions. Um, but, and, and actually um, Jim has expressed and, and, and correct me if he's, he's changed it, but he's expressed an interest in writing a group of a thing of kids books um, featuring Maggie and mouse. Oh, that would be awesome. That would so be awesome. Anybody that's I read New Day is 100% on board with this. Oh, the last absolutely. Word, the last great. word of Jim about it was that the kids' books would be based in the the private school in New York where supernatural kids go. 
And Which would be so awesome. Main characters yes. are going to be Maggie Pounder and Pounder's um, girlfriend. I can't think of her name. The white vampire. Um, the yeah. other spinoff is going to actually it has been announced. It's going to be called Monster for Hire. And it's um, Goodman Gray. Ooh. Oh, I love that character. Ooh. So mysterious. Nice. I love him. And he's going to use that as a vehicle to explore a little bit more of the unexplored side of the Dresden Files. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Cool. You mean with a character that doesn't have a conscience? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like sometimes he could take morally good missions, and sometimes they might not be. <laughs> and understanding why he only takes a dollar would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, Goodman Gray, if... Okay, so Mac might be the most mysterious character. Goodman Gray's the second most. Easily. Yeah. Or maybe Mister, but <laughs> Mystery of the series. Toot Toot is getting bigger. How big is he gonna get? <laughs> Hopefully not the size of I also uh, I also want to know the history of the archive. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh. The, the archive itself, the mantle of the archive. Yeah, the mantle of the archive. That's true. Have anybody has have any of you looked through the um, well? There's the the Dresden Files RPG um, by Fate uh, by Black uh, Evil Hat Games. Yes, um, using the Vortex is, system if memory serves. Uh, it's Fate system. Oh, okay. Fate, yeah, it's yeah. Fate. Um, Fate. And then they've got a Dresden Files Accelerated, which is kind of based on Fate Accelerated. Um, but the book, the the um, Dresden Files Accelerated, is written as if it was being developed. And the notes are written by Ivy. Like there's little notes all over the place, like handwritten nice. notes and stuff. And it's all written by Ivy. And it's so good. Oh, it's that's so cool. Good. Absolutely wow. wonderful. I would pick that book up even if I wasn't a tabletop gamer. There's little things in the RPG that are like they talk about how um, there's a third, there's another family of white vampires. Like we have the sex vampires and the the despair vampires and the um, fear vampires, and then there's a fourth one. Um, yeah, I don't know what they feed on, but I think it's anger um, or wrath or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would be interested in that thread as well. The Fate RPG also covers the jade vampires that um, that are mentioned in um, Grave Pearl. That are mentioned once ever and never yeah. brought up again. Yeah. Right. I think Erica, didn't you mention earlier you wanted to know more about those? Yep, I sure did. I want to know about them. Well, they're yeah, only yeah. in one part of the world, and that's why they haven't shown up. But I think um, Ancient Mai probably would be familiar with them. Oh, I'm sure she would. Wouldn't that be a great side story of Mai and the Jade Vampires? <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, let's, let's, let, let's go to the Oriental side. Uh, and, Re- and revealing that back. she's way deep in the Black Council at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I hate her so much. Every time she shows up, I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. <laughs> oh, not this bitch again. <laughs> I don't know. I like my. She hasn't given me any reason to not like her. <laughs> I think, Did I miss something? I think if anyone is going to betray the Grey Council and end up being Black Council, it's probably going to be Martha Liberty because that'll be the biggest surprise. Mm-hmm. Any feedback for that? 
I think it speaks for itself. No, I agree. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we're we're all on the same page with Dresden Files. It really leads to really boring conversation. It's like, <laughs> hey, here's the thing. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, cool, <laughs> awesome. Some, for missing plot thread, I'm just kind of wondering. We never knew if Mouse's litter mates made it safely to their destination. I wonder if they did or not. That is true. Uh, we, we know, do know up to. We know one. We do know one. There's a bad one. Um, oh, in zoo yeah. days. In zoo. Yep. Yep. Zoo day was zoo day. Yeah. By by far, I, I'm kinda answering one of my own questions on there, but by far Zoo Day was my favorite short story. Oh so my far. gosh. Oh yeah. It is so good because it's told from Harry's perspective and then, and then Mouse's perspective and then mm-hmm. uh Maggie's Ma- perspective. Maggie's it's, perspective. Wrong yep. order. It's um um Harry, Harry Maggie. Maggie Mouse. Mouse, yeah. Because yeah. Mouse has the biggest reveals in his story where it's the freaking <laughs> shadow dog. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a, an evil um, Tibetan. Was, what is he? A Caucasian mountain dog? Yeah, that's what he, yeah. he said he is, is a Caucasian mountain dog. Well, that's what that's what Charity said. And there's still argument. People are like, yeah. Charity said it's a Caucasian shepherd. And it's like, well, yeah, but Charity could have been wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there was another big reveal. Because Tibetan Mastiffs and Caucasian Shepherds are kind of similar looking. Yeah, that's true. They're both huge. (laughs) Um, But there was another big reveal in Zoo Day that uh, Maggie could see creatures, monsters. Mm -hmm. Little children could see monsters that adults cannot. And there's a whole group of little monsters that threaten children, and Maggie fought them. Yep. And then she's going to forget about it when she gets older. Yeah, she said the uh, Carpenter children warned her about it before they forgot about it. But how interesting is that, that there's this entire supernatural group that adults just don't know about? I think uh, Stephen King wrote a book about it. That sounds like something he would write about. (laughs) Never mind. I don't remember. Bad joke. Anyways. (laughs) There's um, the... I, I like the idea that the the reason why there's these monsters is they're they're to help kids grow up. It's like they're by design as a test for children. And some kids fail. <laughs> it's very dark. Yeah, they fail and they become soul uh-huh. lost. That that's a that's why I think I, I really asked uh Michael about Maggie is because you know, Zoo Day really, you know, brought out so much about Maggie's potential and, you know, what she was able to still do and see, even though she hasn't really stepped into being trained at all to be a wizard. So um, speaking of Maggie and speaking of loose threads, can anyone explain chondritis? I think I got a pretty good theory about it, but it... It it just popped up in peace talk, stayed through battleground, and never got explained. I mean, you can say that it was there for the anvil, which it okay. definitely was. But there's a reason he got chondritis, <laughs> and adults don't get it. So what's yeah, your what's I your don't theory? Know. I think it was great. I think but because, what's your theory? because Harry didn't get it when it was a kid. It was like adults who don't get chickenpox when they were kids. So it was a little uh, bit more serious oh. when he got it. Mm-hmm. And the reason yeah. why he got it is because Maggie got it. Oh, yeah, what, yeah, what, what evidence did all the time? That makes sense. The the yeah. only evidence is that Harry got it, mm-hmm. okay. and he hadn't had it before, so he wasn't immune. 
And that's the only like explanation of him getting it as an adult. But um, we know Maggie is the daughter of a wizard and that mm-hmm. kids, when they're kind of coming into their own, starting to get their powers, get chondritis a lot of the times. It's a common thing. So it's a good explanation for why he got it. The other thing is when... Um, I don't remember which book it's in, but there's one, I think it's Zude, but Maggie makes a mention that Harry does this magic stuff. Maggie doesn't call her dad, Harry. He was saying Molly and Harry do this magic stuff. She was talking about Michael Carpenter, Michael and Charity's son, Harry. Oh, Oh, because it is passed through the mother's lineage. Yeah. And we know that Charity Carpenter has magical powers. She just doesn't Mm -hmm. use them because of her religious beliefs. I never made that connection. (laughs) Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. And they named him. Yeah. There's a, I, 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 I know that this is something that's written that Maggie refers to Harry doing magic. Harry, Maggie doesn't call her dad Harry. (laughs) Right. No, no, that that makes that. Holy shit. I never thought about that. Wow, yeah. that's a good point. Holy crap. <laughs> yep, good point indeed. I also well, want to know more about Susan's lineage, to be honest with you. Yeah, we know right. all about Harry's. But right. for, for as easy as Susan slid in to Harry's world, right? And mm-hmm. no fear. I feel like there has to be something more behind that that would tell us more about Maggie. Yeah, because she was just a human reporter, as far as we know. Right. As far as we know. No fear, no fear whatsoever of the supernatural world. Yeah, she. It's too coincidental. There's something up with that. Yeah, she literally just walked into a a room full of vampires. Like, yeah, I'm here. There's also all these magical organizations that don't get talked about too much in the books. Like, you have the librarians, you have the Men in Black, you have the oblivion war going on in the background which would be great to be explored more well (laughs) only been mentioned in one book in one short story (laughs) but the oblivion war that's interesting because they intentionally don't want to talk about it because talking about it thomas is involved in it we know that but you intent they intentionally don't want to talk about it because they don't want to give the outsider's power It'll probably come up at some point involving this marriage with Laura because she's part of the Oblivion War. And, you know, it, 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 it reveals a little bit more about Laura's character, too. How the hell did they get involved in it is another thing, because it's not something all white vampires do. Yeah. Yeah, I would think by their father, but I mean, who knows? Yeah, I don't know if he had preservation of the world as one of his motivations. No. Probably not, but uh, probably not. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Anyone here know any details from the comic books? Because I'm not a comic book reader for Dresden. I've read a few, but I I haven't read all of them. I've read them, but it's been some time. It's been a couple of years, and um, they're not super deep. I mean, um, Mm -hmm. the first graphic novel that they put out for it was uh, Welcome to the Jungle, which is the first story Mm -hmm. in Side Jobs, and that's basically the precursor that's where he meets murphy for the first time um Mm -hmm. but it's when he was working for um ragged angel investigations which by the way is 
the best name for <laughs> a private detective agency, Ragged Angel. Um, but uh, yeah, it's that one was it was kind of an intro, and he did he uh, Butcher says that you know it was kind of a sophomoric effort. He says that about his first few books too. But um, and then the the rest of them are kind of just little filler things. You get some mentions on Marcone, you get some mentions on. Um, I, I don't remember all the details from them. They're okay. They're they're nice little filler things, but I don't. You know, there's you're not going to get as much detail as you're going to get even with a um, a full short story. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I think they were they were fun. I, me, I, I I love comics. You know, and I, I loved all of, all of the the storylines associated with it. I just like personally, I like the artwork, the the visual aspects of bringing. Uh, or, or filling in the story a little bit more. I mean, you know, we all read the books and we all have our own imagination of, of, of what things look like and all. And to see the artist's representation of the various different characters and creatures and all, to me, uh, it helps expand even more of, of my imagination when I'm listening uh, to the audio books. Oh man, who else loves Sithkit? I do, but I'm calling time. Aww. We're running out of time. We're we're 13 minutes away from calling it off, and we still need to provide some content for the patrons. So, um, whatever. I am going to you very quickly. You always cut me off. Um, I'm going to call out for our guests to do promos, starting with Holly. Do you have anything to promote? Um, just that you can find me if you on the Fiveish Fangirls dot com website and you can find all our information there to find episodes cool does anyone else want to promote anything nah i don't really have anything. all right cool all right. Uh, i'm gonna wrap this up quickly so we talked about dresden files today yeah it was awesome and i have been super vegan brand i was joined by david toothpick the third person close enough <laughs> and by Kirsty smurferka i'm not talking to you Oh, Big shit. Daddy Gonzo, Uncle Milty. <laughs> My pleasure. Holly Mac. It's been fun, can't we? And wait. Michael, Michael Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. And um, we we have been our podcast radio. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome. Uh, Milton, yeah, say goodbye. Brian, Brian, cut him off. Oh. Show. Will, 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 will,